there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Made Hoops podcast, featuring your hosts, Eric Hampford and Brian Flynn, as they take you through everything there is to know on the grassroots basketball circuit, including a spotlight on all the emerging elite middle school basketball talent from coast to coast including the big-time Made Hoops events highlighting tomorrow's college and NBA stars. Now it's time to lace them up and take the floor with Made Hoops. Welcome to another episode of the Made Hoops podcast. This is episode seven. I am your host, Eric Hamford, Made Hoops Middle School National Director of Scouting, joined as always by our high school scouting director, Brian Flynn. Brian, how are you feeling today? I'm doing well. Um pretty just still recovering from the east coast championship weekend i know we're gonna get a bit into that and how crazy that was but i'm getting pretty excited for the west coast championship this weekend as well so a lot to look forward to absolutely absolutely uh i am on the mend as well from this past weekend amazing atmosphere it was electric at competitive edge sports uh, we expect the same in oakland at soldier town this coming weekend for the west coast championships like brian said next week we'll be going over you know our thoughts and takeaways from the East Coast Winter Circuit Championship weekend. But for now, we're going to deliver another episode of where we're making our bracket picks for what we think is going to go down at our West Coast Circuit Championships. So in similar fashion, we're going to start with our eighth grade division, and we're going to start with a few of our playing games that we have. So to start, we have Five-seeded, team-determined, and the fourth-seeded, truth flight. What do you foresee happening in that opening matchup? I think this is a tough one to call because team-determined was really strong in the beginning of the season and kind of faltered late. I think the truth OC is kind of getting a good matchup here. I think they hold the slight talent edge as a group. I think they're a little bit deeper, and I don't like the trajectory that determines going in right now. This one I think is difficult. Um, determined, they have some. They have a few guys I really like in that group. Uh, Braden Burry's played really well uh, last session for them. They have Carter Bryant, who is a super high upside kid. Uh, Jermaine Washington's a tough guard. They're gonna play, you know, a tough, hard nosed style. And the truth flight, I think, is on the alert after faltering in session three. So. I think they're going to come out here and they're going to be ready to play. So it looks like as a group, you and I are going to go with the truth flight. I think that in order for them to win the trajectory of Aaron Powell as, you know, a rising star point guard on the West Coast is going to have to continue. And they're still going to need to get more out of Jaden Harper. We've seen some of those flashes. And I think for them to really maximize what they can do this championship weekend, Jaden's going to have to take his game to a completely new level. So we'll see how that goes. So right now we have them winning that play-in game where they're going to end up taking on number one seed Vegas Elite. We'll, we'll return to that matchup shortly. 
But let's take a look at the other side of the bracket with the other playing game where we have number five seeded West Coast Select and the fourth seed Give Sports. What's your takeaway on that? I think Give is one of the more interesting teams is considering that they have one of the best big men in the league, Chris Nawuli. I don't know if he's going to be enough for them to pull out a victory, but I do think he's probably the best overall player in that game, So at least right now. So give me give on a narrow margin. I'm going to correct you. You brought up your boy with uh, all Vegas seventh grade. His it's brother, Anthony. Chris Newley. It's Anthony yeah, Newley, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we are in agreement. Anthony is, you know, pound for pound, probably the most dominant player in that eighth grade division on the West Coast. Now, West Coast Select, you look at them, they might have the best point guard in the entire league in DJ Thomas. So it's going to be interesting to see what DJ is able to do and – is West Coast Select able to stop what Anthony can do on the inside? I think for my money, I'm going to go with Give Sports in this one as well. So let's go with Give to move on where they will actually end up playing the number one seed, PG Elite. And we'll take it back to the other side of the bracket. So we have our number one seed, Vegas Elite, taking on the Truth Flight. How do you see that matchup panning out? Vegas Elite comes into this undefeated as the overall one seed. Um, you know, they are just so talented on the perimeter. Kid like Jace Richardson, who really, during session two, had a breakout session and now has given them another another talented piece in that backcourt. I don't think they could really be matched up with, and I don't think that they're going to lose in round one. I agree with that. I think, you know, Vegas just has too many pieces. You know, Jace Richardson has, you know, continued to grow and his his game is growing by leaps and bounds this winter circuit. It's actually scary thinking about what might happen when that athleticism, when that Richardson family athleticism kicks into his game because his skill level right now is is very advanced and, and they just have so many pieces. I don't foresee the truth flight beating them either. So you and I both have Vegas Elite you know, punching their ticket into the semifinals. We'll take it down to the number two versus number three matchup where it's an all-Arizona game between AEBC and Arizona Supreme. For me, I think this game is going to depend on what AEBC is able to do with Malik Razul on the inside. Last session at session three, Malik had a huge weekend. One game, he had 31 points. He's continuing to play just a more physical brand of basketball, which is what we've been waiting for from him over the past year. And now he's starting to do it, which which could take Arizona Supreme to a completely new level. Obviously, you know, getting some of that guard production from Braden Speed and, and Lawrence Rudolph is going to be helpful as well. But I know that I think I'm going to I'm going to go with Arizona Supreme over AEBC in this one. How do you feel about it? No, I, I think you're right. I think the battle for Arizona is definitely going to go to Supreme on this one in large part because of guys like Speed and Rasul. Um, we can't count out Silsby's hot shooting, though. I mean, if you can get hot from deep, that game could be a little more interesting. I agree. I mean, let's not count out AEBC. They've put together a pretty strong uh, winter circuit. And it's a team that doesn't exactly look the part. It's not like they're walking into the gym with, you know, 6'8", six, 6'7", six, even 6'6s. Six, they have some just really tough guards. A.J. Marsh has been really good for them. Uh, Preston Lee has been solid for them. And then, like you talked about, Baron Silsby as well. So I think it will be a, a highly contested game. I think because it's two Arizona teams, all these kids know each other. It's 
it's going to be a great way to you know open the West Coast Championships, but I'm rocking with AZ Supreme on this one. So let's take it to the other side of the bracket we, where we have number one seeded Paul George Elite versus Give Sports, who we projected as the winner of that playing game. What is your thought on this matchup? Um, as far as I'm concerned, Paul George Elite is probably the looking down the road is probably the only team who can match up with Vegas Elite as far as perimeter pieces. Um, in the short term, looking at this matchup, I just think they're far too talented. Um, you know, guys like Isaiah Lohim and, and VJ Miller, uh, I, I think that's the kind of big guns that can really dominate a first round matchup like this. I agree. I just think there's too many weapons for Paul George Elite to go down this early. Um, so we're both going to be in agreement on the fact that they're going to punch their ticket and move into that semifinal game. Now, it'll be a matter of who does Paul George Elite play in that game. Is it going to be second-seeded Aim High or the three-seed one-time Legends? Who do you got? I got to go with my guy, Micah Smith, and Aim High. Um, you know, another guy that kind of broke out in that second session He's joined by Jakari Harris, who broke out during the third session. They seem to be playing their best basketball as time has gone on here. And you mentioned with the, with the Supreme ABC game, there's a familiarity there between those guys because of where they're from. Aim High is like the outsider of this eighth grade division because they are coming from Georgia. These guys don't see these, you know, their opponents all the time. And that might be something that plays a little bit of an advantage for them. Yeah, to me, this is the toughest matchup in that eighth grade division to project. I think on paper, these two teams kind of mirror each other. They both play physical. They both have some big bodies. They have some athletic wings. It's going to be really interesting to see how this game develops. Um, I think one time is playing really well right now. I think they're starting to get their footing from session one to now, but I'm going to go with you and, and agree, and I think we're both going to have aim high moving into this game. So now let's take a look at our semifinal matchups where we have Vegas Elite taking on Arizona Supreme. Do you think there's a world where Arizona Supreme can beat Vegas Elite? Truthfully, I don't. Vegas Elite has been dominant all season long, and I really don't think that there's somebody who can challenge them until the finale. I agree. Uh we're making for boring content so far here. You know, we're both going to go with Vegas Elite. I think it just makes too much sense. Like we said, there's too many weapons between Ryder Elisaldez, Jace Richardson, Josiah Cunningham, Taj DeGorba. The list goes on for them, and it's 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 going to be really tough for Supreme to match up with that many weapons. Now let's talk about Paul George Elite versus Aim High. Do you think we're going to get that showdown similar to the East Coast Championship weekend that we've all been waiting for between Vegas elite and paul george elite or do you think aim high is going to have something to say about that so i think this game has a chance to be a lot closer um there are two very very similar teams in the sense that they are big long rangy wings prospects on both sides uh, i think aim high is uniquely built to be able to guard paul george on the perimeter and for that reason i think this game's really close that being said I think we're going to get the matchup that we're kind of all hoping for here in the sense that the two undefeated teams in Paul George Elite versus Vegas Elite in the championship game. Again, unfortunately, I agree with you. I do think an X factor for Aim High is going to be Bryson Tiller in this game. He continues to get better. He's actually grown 
since session one of the the West Coast League. He's a kid who projecting out over the next several years should be a very, very high-level prospect. It looks like he's starting to put it together now. And honestly, in order for them to beat Paul George Elite, they're going to need a monster performance from him. And they'll probably need one from Jakari Harris and Micah Smith as well. Micah's going to have to probably get his you know usual double-double and then some for them to have a chance, but I just don't you know, foresee that all happening because they're all going to have to be on their A game. Now, our championship game, Vegas Elite versus Paul George Elite, what everyone has been waiting for. Who are you going with in this monster matchup? I'm going to go with my gut here. I'm going to say Vegas Elite. Uh, I think they're a little more versatile and their star players bring a little bit, something a little different. Whereas the Paul George guys, I think, are a little more similar and for that reason have more of a bit more of a weakness in their overall game. Um, I also think Vegas Elite is just slightly deeper. So, and also I really like those hoodies. So I'm going to take Vegas Elite. I love the Vegas Elite Nike UIBL hoodies. Those are so good. So Vegas Elite, you hear us on the pod promoting your program. Brian and I are both going to need one of those uh, in Oakland or shortly thereafter. So thank you for that. Now, I'm not going to give you my pick just yet. I want to know who you got for MVP if Vegas Elite does win this championship. Who is going to be the guy that makes the difference? Oh, that's tough. Um, I mean, I've been talking about Jace Richardson all year long, it seems like. But I think if Vegas Elite wins, it has to be Taj Gorville because it means that he would likely get up if I were, if I was their coach, I would match him against Isaiah Elohim. Would you not agree? Or maybe VJ. Either way, he's going to have to guard somebody. Isaiah big. makes more sense. Yes, exactly. So I think it's Taj because if Taj outplays Isaiah, I think that's the matchup that kind of swings things here. Okay, I, I can definitely see that happening. Now for me. I'm going opposite here. I think it's going to be Paul George Elite. I'm going to take it back to what, you know, Byron told me with Paul George Elite, you know, from the beginning of last year to this year. He said he was coming correct this time around. He said, my team is going to win it next year. Mark my words. We'll revisit it after the West Coast Championships next year. That time is coming this weekend. I think this moment is is something that he has been strategizing for for over a year now. And he's been out recruiting, trying to put together the perfect team to make this happen. I'm going to go with PG Elite. I think the emergence of ZZ Clark, the younger brother of Sky Clark, uh, as well as James Evans. James Evans hasn't, you know, been talked about a ton by us. Six uh, four, kind of a wing forward, wing guard type. Uh, gotten into some really good shape over the past year. He's been a big addition for them. He's done a lot. We've we've talked obviously about VJ Miller and Isaiah, but you talk about ZZ getting in on the action now too, and, and providing that steady scoring option from the outside. And then James Evans just doing what he does as, you know, score around the rim, providing some mid range, tough defense. I think they have the weapons to counter what Vegas elite does. So I'm going to go with PG elite and I'm going to go with my MVP pick as ZZ Clark. 
So we'll di- we'll differ on the eighth grade division. You're going with Vegas Elite. I'm going with Paul George Elite. We'll see how it plays out. We'll revisit it in a few weeks after the championships, after we go over how the East Coast Winter Circuit Championships went. So let's revisit that in a few weeks then. Now let's move on to the seventh grade division. We're going to start again with our, our playing games here. Winner of these games are going to get the number one seeds. We'll start with fourth seeded AEBC Skyriders and number five seed Oakland Soldiers playing on their home turf. How do you see that playing out? I think Oakland Soldiers are going to end up taking this, uh, not only because undoubtedly the crowd's going to be in their favor since we're playing it in their home gym, but also forward Isaiah Cunningham has been really good for them this year. And I'm not sure the Skyriders really have somebody who's going to match up with him in a way that's going to be able to stop him. Uh, I know the House Twins are on the flip side, but I'm not sure there is any interior um, counter for Cunningham. So the Skyriders are a unique case. Obviously, like we said, you have the House Twins. You know, those are two kids that when they're both on their A games, they're giving you 30 to 35 plus a game, which you know, is a complete game changer in any game that you have. But like you said, it may come down to that inside presence. They have Jalen Johnson. He's kind of been hit or miss. There's been sessions where he's been really good. There's been some games where he just kind of disappears. And and there are times when they just go through their guards so much that, you know, he just doesn't get the opportunities or the touches. Let's not forget they have Quincy Everson. They have Tavion Wilson. They have multiple guards that can shoot it, that can score it. I think their perimeter firepower is going to be tough. But like you said, the Soldiers do have Isaiah Cunningham, who is a physical beast on the inside. I think I need to see more from Dallas Washington, too. He's a kid who has a chance as a prospect for the Soldiers. Um, he just hasn't put it together yet. This may be the, the week where we finally see that start to happen. I think, like you said, on their home turf, they're going to be really difficult. Uh, they're going to have the crowd. They're going to have all that in their favor. So we'll go with the Oakland Soldiers in that matchup where they're going to move on to play the number one seed, Aim High. Now we'll go to the other matchup where we have the number five seed, PFB Elite 2025, versus the number four seed, the Rose City Rebels thoughts on this matchup so i'm actually going to defer to you on this one i know there's a kid that long term you're really excited about on rose city rebels so i feel like now's a really good time to highlight him so with rose city i like where rose city's at going into this weekend um they came into the circuit as a team that had a ton of buzz based off of what they did last year as a team, you know, they won the PIT in Augusta in July. They had buzz coming in this year as the number one team potentially in the country in that age group. Now, obviously, this year there's been some bumps along the way. Some of that is based on the fact that we have such a strong West Coast seventh grade division in this circuit. But talking to their coaches and their program after session three, they seem very ready to make their move for the championships. They, now that they're kind of out of the limelight and people aren't really looking at them as that one or two seed, this might be where they're most dangerous because now they could just play. And it's a group of kids that have been playing together for you know multiple years at this point. They have a star in Jalen Atkins who might be the best guard and most productive perimeter player in this league. You know, he's a three-level scorer. He's very unselfish. And they have other weapons. You know, Cesar Hernandez, 
really had a strong session three, provided them an extra scoring punch. They have a point guard I like in Adrian Montague. They have guys to get it done. Um, PFB Elite has some guys too. Tyus Thomas has been very consistent as a sixth grader playing up. Miles Williams is a perimeter threat for them. They have a big in Tyler Bright who if he can have a big uh, session, they have a chance here. But I just don't see it happening. I'm going with the Rose City Rebels. Yeah, I was really just kind of giving you the opening to talk a little bit about Atkins before I took the Rebels first and claimed the glory, but uh, beat me to the punch there. All right, so that made it a little easy for us. And again, unfortunately, we're off to a a start of agreeing with one another. Let's see if that changes as we move forward. So that... That Rose City Rebels team, we think, is going to emerge to play the the number one seed, the Truth OC. Let's head back to the other side of the bracket where we're going to have the number one seed, Aim High, taking on the Oakland Soldiers. Thoughts on this? I feel like we're starting to take a lot of chalk here. Um, Aim High is deserving of being picked here. They're undefeated. They've been arguably the best team well, not arguably, they've been the best team in the seventh grade division this year. Uh, I just don't think their season ends here. Yeah, they've they've been too good, honestly, to go against them. It's just been it's been aim high has been able to do everything and anything they've wanted. They have the star power in the backcourt. They have some guys who are going to do the dirty work on the inside. It's just it's hard to go against them at this point. So we're going to have aim high rolling into the semifinals here. Let's talk a little bit about the number two seed San Diego soldiers versus the number three seed Arizona Supreme. I'm assuming you're with me in saying that this is probably the most interesting first round matchup in the seventh grade division, right? Um, taking a look at it, I would say potentially, I don't know. All Vegas versus PG Elite is also going to be intriguing. Fair. But I do think I do think from a post standpoint, the Soldiers versus Supreme is very, very intriguing. So I can agree with you on that. So you mentioned the posts. Uh, Jayon Pitt has been a monster for Arizona Supreme all season long. Obviously, San Diego Soldiers have been very, very good this year as well. I think I'm going to take Supreme. I think they're... They have a couple of guys who could be major X factors for them moving forward. Um, I think if this is the one game that I'm not taking chalk in the seventh grade division, this is it. Yeah, again, I'm going to agree with you. Um, I do think for the Soldiers to win, Adam Grissom has been a beast for them all winter circuit. You know, 6'4", basically a bully on the block. He's very vocal about it. He's been extremely good for them, and I think that that'll continue in Oakland. It's just a matter of how good can he be because in order for them to probably beat AZ Supreme, he's going to have to have a monster performance. But the difference between what he's done against these other teams and what he's going to have to do against Arizona Supreme is Arizona Supreme has guys that are bigger than him. So that's going to be interesting to see how he navigates things in the low block and in the post. But I'm still going to go with Arizona Supreme as well in this one. Let's move on to the other side of the bracket. We're going to have our number one seed, the Truth OC, taking on the Rose City Rebels. How do you see that playing out? Um, You mentioned Atkins already is one of the better players, if not the best player in this league. Um, I think another guy that's right there with him right now, at least, is Cole Leinert, uh, the son of former USC quarterback Matt Leinert. 
this kid has just been balling out all season long, showing off all the skills. He's probably one of the best scorers in that division this year and really has shown an ability to pull out close games and and leadership and the ability to win. So I'm going to take him in that matchup, and I'm going to take them here as a whole. Right. Cole Liner has been awesome for them. Very polished, you know, perimeter player, has good size already. Obviously, we know he has the bloodlines. Uh, Another weapon they have is Dylan Chelsea, who's had a good winter circuit as well. I'm going with the Rose City Rebels here. I think that they're getting things together at the right time. They know what they're capable of. They're poised. And I just think they have their sights set on this championship. And I think since session three ended, they've been putting in, you know, an enormous amount of work to make sure that they live up to their own expectations and what they thought they were going to be able to achieve this winter. So we're going to differ on that which is probably a good thing for the listeners here. Let's move on to number two seed, All Vegas, versus number three seed, Paul George Elite. Talk a little bit about that matchup. Yeah, I think Paul George Elite uh, with the Kane brothers have been very, very good this year. I think they've probably actually underachieved thinking about what we thought they would do this season. That being said, I think they're as dangerous a three seed as anybody else. Um, in this field, and I, I think they could spring an upset here. So that's your pick? You, you're officially calling that upset? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, I'm with that. Okay, so PG Elite, um, like you said, Chris Kane, uh, kid who's getting a lot of attention right now uh, for some videos that have gone viral. He plays uh, for Sierra Canyon with uh, Bronny James' younger brother, Bryce kid who's already playing above the rim um he's obviously a weapon they have who who does some different things for them both on the perimeter and in the post but the guy who makes them run is donovan averett who's had a good session on in session three and he's one of those you know rangy kind of six foot six one guards who who has a great iq probably one of the highest iqs in this league and he just knows how to score you throw in roman fisher on the perimeter who's a skilled guard as well they're just tough to deal with. That being said, all Vegas, their duo of Tremaine, Sweet P. Anderson, and Chris Nawuli, uh, along with some of their guards who are beginning to emerge as you know really talented perimeter scoring threats, it's a tough group, and I think I'm going to go with the number two seed, All Vegas, in this one. So you're going with PG Elite. I'm going with All Vegas. We're finally getting some different picks which is probably a good thing here so let's move it to the semifinals on the opposite side of the bracket where we have the number one seed aim high against number three seeded arizona supreme who is winning that i'm gonna take aim high here again um i feel like my past couple picks have been uh, a little risky so i'm gonna go with the safe bet uh i i don't see aim high not playing for a championship All right, that makes sense. I'm going to go with AZ Supreme here. These teams have already played, uh, I believe, at session three, and I think Aim High won by seven, so it obviously was a close game. Now, the X factor for Arizona Supreme might be their 6'8", big man with some skill, who, if his name sounds familiar, you're going to know why. It's Mapur or Maper Maker, who is another in the long line of makers, that have uh, come through the basketball world in the past several years. He's a kid who obviously has great size already. 
He can run the floor. He can shoot the three. He just brings a different dimension that there's not another kid in this league who can do those things at that size that he can. So we know about Jayon Pitt as, you know, their 6'5", super hyper-productive post forward. But, you know, it's going to be the next maker who has that, you know, ability to really change what goes down in a game. Now, if Aim High wants to run the court, that's probably going to present a problem. But he's going to be a difference maker. Anything brought around the rim, he's going to be a shot-blocking presence. He can score, like we said, from any, you know, all three levels. And we know what Jayon Pitt does. We know what some of their guards can do. I think that, you know, I'm going to go with Arizona Supreme in this one. I think they have a chance based on the uniqueness of their team. So you're going with Aim High. I'm going with Arizona Supreme. We'll go to the other semifinal where we have the Rose City Rebels. I'm taking my pick in this one. Versus All Vegas. If it were Rose City versus All Vegas, who would you go with? I would go with All Vegas. Um, Tremaine Anderson, obviously I've been a huge fan of, as well as Nawuli. Um To me, I think when those guys are on, this is arguably one of the best, if not the best team that we've seen. When those guys aren't at playing at 100%, though, they're very susceptible to picking up losses. Um, I think if they're going to go on a run, it's because those two are going to carry them. And I have faith that in that matchup that they would be able to pull that one out. I'm torn here. I, I kind of want to continue to go with the Rose City Rebels, and I'm not exactly sure why. I don't know if it's because of what I saw in Session 3 or if just I, I like the pieces that they have. I, I'm not sure. I think... You know I'm an All Vegas fan. You know I've been a huge fan of of you know the Anderson and Nawuli duo from day one. I just think this matchup is so tough to pick. I'll go opposite with you and go with the Rose City Rebels. I think you know Jalen Atkins has a huge game and makes makes a statement as you know a potential MVP in this tournament. And Rose City punches their ticket to the championship. Now, if it was your matchup and we we had the number one seeded Truth OC versus the number three seed Paul George Elite, how would you pick that game? I'm going to go with Truth OC here. Um, obviously, as the one who picked both these teams. I've uh, made my feelings known about both, but uh, give me Cole Weiner. I, I keep going back to session two where he hit that three and sudden death overtime to win. I mean, that kid's got ice in his veins, so that's something that not everyone in this division has and I think is a real difference maker. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is when you got a kid who has that type of confidence and ability, when those big game moments come up, it comes down to who's going to be the person who takes that shot. And not every team has somebody who is willing to take the ball and make those type of plays. And Cole is that guy for the Truth OC. So he's the difference maker that could potentially take them on this championship game run. So let's talk about the championship game now. You have Aim High versus the Truth OC. Talk a little bit about that matchup and who your MVP pick would be. Um, I'm very torn on this because Aim High is arguably the deepest team in the division this year. And the more I listen to you talk about Arizona Supreme, the more I'm wondering if I already didn't make a good decision here. 
Well, let's let's talk a little bit about Aim High. Like, it's understandable why you would go with AZ Supreme, but Aim High. I mean, it's that backcourt of Eric Chatfield Jr. and Gavin Hightower is so tough. I think that's where the hangups can be at this age level. Like, you have usually it's the guards who dominate these games, right? So in this type of situation, if Aim High is going to get to the championship game, it's probably because. Eric Chatfield is going to shoot the ball really well, and Gavin Hightower is going to be just the do-everything, get-to-the-rim, create-on-defense, knock-down-some-shots type of guard that can just you know, wreak havoc on any team defensively. So I think if you're going to stay with that aim-high pick, you're betting on the backcourt showing up, and not only showing up but playing extremely well. Is that kind of where your mindset is, or do you think that – it's going to be the supporting cast who helps them get over the hump or what's your thought process? No, I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think Chatfield definitely has to be the guy for them to, for them to make that championship run. And yes, Hightower does need to be that secondary guy, but you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns here and I'm going to take definitely solidifying aim high in that championship game over Supreme, but I am going to take, truth oc over aim high because i trust when it comes down to the moment i trust liner to get it done more than i do chatfield at at this moment in time wow you are all in on cole liner bloodlines 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 never lose that is that is a great point and and usually i'm in that boat i just don't know if he has the help around him you know dylan's good but to win this championship in a division this loaded, I think you have to have, you know, four to five different guys who can get things done. So let's talk a little bit about my matchup potentially where we would have Arizona Supreme. And then I guess on the other side of the bracket, I don't even remember if I took the Rebels or All Vegas. Maybe I took All Vegas. I believe or did you, I take the Rebels? You took the Rebels because you wanted to stand by them. Oh, I said, yeah, because I said Jalen Atkins would have one of those huge, you know, defining moments where he would potentially be like an MVP candidate. All right, we'll move we'll, we'll roll with that. So, if we have AZ Supreme and the Rose City Rebels, I think here this matchup happened at session 3 by the way, and Rose City won that game. So, you got to like how Rose City would feel coming into this knowing that they can beat this team and knowing that they have beat this team. So, if it comes down to that matchup, I think I'm going with Rose City as the champions. And if that's true, they'll be the dark horse in this entire tournament to kind of rise from the ashes and and reassert themselves as that dominant West Coast team. Now, for fun, let's just say I went with All Vegas. I think All Vegas would be really fun because it would be two bigger lineups going against each other. So you'd have... You know, you'd have Maker on the inside. You'd have Jayon, Pitt on the inside as well. They have a few other guys in that 6'2", 6'3", range. And then, like we've already talked about, they have Sweet Pea, who goes about 6'3", 6'4". They have Chris Nawuli, who's about 6'4". So we're talking about a potential slugfest where it would more often than not come down to who has the rebounding edge, uh, especially on the offensive side of things. Uh, in that case... I think I may go with all Vegas as just, you know, they're they're those guys are tough in transition too. Like they're big bodies, but they're also more wings than they are posts. And I think that may be the difference in that type of matchup. So 
If I'm going to stick with my pick overall, I would pick all Vegas over Arizona Supreme in that matchup. But if I'm picking it overall, I think I'm going with Rose City as, you know, my champion in this in this tournament. And like I said, it's going to be so tough for any one of these teams to come out of this, you know, entire bracket. I mean, you're really going to have to play a complete game in every one of these games in order to win. If there's a dark horse team in this division, who do you potentially foresee that being? I think that's really tough. I mean, I wanted to make the point. It seems like both of us are kind of talking about other teams other than our championship picks in a way that makes them sound like they're also championship contenders. And that's because the seventh grade division has been so deep and so chaotic this year that Honestly, I'm kind of surprised Aim High was able to stay undefeated with the amount of chaos that we've seen. Um, to answer your question, I think the dark horse for me has to be supreme just from the standpoint of, uh, and obviously I kind of led you to it a little bit there, but um, the, the addition of Maker and, and what kind of different dimension he allows them to play. Um, he allows Jayon Pitt not to play center for them. And that's great because he can do a lot of face-up stuff from the high post offensively, um, and he's quick enough to guard a lot of smaller guys as well. So I think if they're going to make that run, it's because they're just creating absolute havoc on the defensive side of the ball, using that energy to get out on the fast break where they can finish, um, and just being a nightmare defensively overall. And, you know, he's just as likely to come out here and and be a complete non-factor. You know, at the end of the day, he is a seventh grader. You know, he may be 6'8", but at this age, you don't really find a ton of big bodies like that who are just completely dominant. You know, they have flashes in certain games, and I think that's going to be the difference for Arizona Supreme. If he has some of those flashes in a in a big game, that could be the difference for Arizona Supreme. But like you said, I mean, this division, so many things could happen that – you know, who knows where it's going to go. And it is it is a little bit different of a feel from our East Coast podcast where we were much more certain in what we were picking. It seems like we're talking in circles here and talking each other into why this could happen or why this couldn't happen. So, you know, obviously we're going to stay with our, our title picks here and see how it plays out. But it is interesting that there are so many different teams that we think could be in contention for it. Now with the eighth grade division, I don't know if we really talked about you know, one team that could just go on that kind of Cinderella run and make that, you know, title game and potentially bring a championship home. Do you have that team in the eighth grade division? Is there anybody who you just feel like your pick maybe isn't sitting well with you from the early matchups who can who can do serious damage? So I'll say this. Um, I feel like, like you mentioned, that it seemed like we were way more certain about the East Coast, that things were way more cut and dry. Um, I feel like the 8th grade division for West is very much in the same mold where we're kind of counting down to that Paul George uh, Vegas Elite matchup. But I think that if there's somebody who could potentially cause some problems there with that matchup, I think it's Arizona Supreme. Um, You mentioned Rasul and his ability to play more on the interior and that he seems to be getting more aggressive as the season goes on. Uh, and then speed at the, you know, those are two guys who are near the top of their position on the West Coast right now. Um, if either or both of them get hot, they can be a problem for any of the teams that they're going to have to face in this field. 
Absolutely. I'm actually going to go to the other side of the bracket. For some reason, that aim high and one-time matchup, you know, in the quarterfinals, I didn't feel great about the aim high pick to begin with. I think it could go either way. And honestly, I think both of those teams have a shot to potentially beat PG Elite, which is funny considering I had PG Elite beating Vegas Elite. I just feel like it's an it's a tough matchup because those two teams have size, toughness, and tough guards. I think that's, you know, just where my mindset is at right now that in order to win that championship, you're going to have to be really tough as a team. And obviously Vegas Elite and PG Elite are tough, but for some reason that aim high and one time matchup just has me potentially reconsidering but obviously I'm not going to change my pick I'm going with Paul George Elite but I would not be surprised to see either one of those things happen so like I said at the beginning of the podcast we'll revisit these picks probably either next week and do a tandem episode between our east and west championship breakdown or two weeks from now so definitely stay tuned to that in the meantime Stay with us this weekend as, you know, as always, we do our social media content and coverage as the event goes on and then for several days after. Uh, that does it for this episode. Thank you for turn- oh, oh, tuning into episodes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Fun idea. Yes. So we okay. obviously have already put out the East Coast picks and know how that went. Now that we have the West Coast picks in, I say we do a combo episode, count up the points, see who wins overall. Championships only. I like that idea, and I like the idea of the loser having to do something for losing. I don't know what that is right now, but let's definitely do that. I'm feeling confident after East Coast, but as we know, the West Coast can completely change things on that. All right, so yeah, let's do it. Let's hold ourselves to that. Loser is going to have to do something shameful whether that's at a future event or on the pod or all the above. Um, But, yeah, good point. I'm completely with that. Yeah, we're going to have to reconvene on that uh, off this. Anything else that your brain has forced you into thinking or you'd like to interrupt with before we close out this episode? No, you can close out for real this time. All right, that does it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 7 of the Made Hoops Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow Made Hoops social platforms, Instagram and Twitter, at Made Hoops. You can find me on social media at Eric underscore Hanford. Brian, where can the listeners find you on social? On Twitter, you can find me at BeeflinMade on Instagram, BeeflinHoops. Also, be sure to check out our partner at Pure Hoops Media for their extensive storytelling, insight, and analysis in the world of basketball. Till next time.